0: Hello, welcome to Tip Manor Podcast. This is the Christmas special. And because it's so special, we have a special guest who you'll find out more about imminently. But we'll start with the regulars. Uh, You've got me. I am James. Ho, ho, ho. We've got Jack.
1: Hi, Jack. Ho, 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 ho,
0: Jack, what has uh, the news today meant for your Christmas? Are you still going to be able to enjoy it? What are you going to have for the Christmas dinner?
1: Uh. I believe, as I'm at my partner's uh, family, it'll be turkey and another meat, possibly gammon.
0: Okay. Wow. Double. Double, double trouble.
1: Double,
2: yeah.
0: Okay, John. What we you know? What are we talking for you?
2: I'm actually one of those people who I'm all about the stuffing, the potatoes, the pigs and blankets, and then the meats, the meats Oh yeah. The, meats, the garnish
0: selection. Yeah,
2: the meat's a bit secondary. I think we'll have chicken, but it'll just be yeah, uh, whatever's there
0: keep it on the side exactly with yeah. the broccoli keep it outside just get get involved in the pigs and blankets okay yeah i'm i'm that's you know that's my game as well anyway special guest time dave pritchard hi
3: hello can you hear yeah, you, me you... hopefully
0: yeah for For those listening we had some audio issues so it's now one in the morning <laughs> as we record
3: they so say you only watch. go get it become a guest on the to manor twice once on the way up and once on the way down so great <laughs> to be back absolutely
0: uh, david you uh, do you also like to partake in the garnish selection
3: absolutely oh, i think re- really a roast it lives and dies by the roast potatoes for me you know i, I take or you know and then obviously the, the pigs in blankets are the main thing i could quite happily have a a bowl of potatoes and pigs in blankets and be done with it absolutely
0: yeah of course um right so what are we doing today we're gonna we haven't had a pod for a while so i think there's been forest green in the tin pot surprise then blackpool which was only a week ago but it feels like was it a week ago yeah it was that feels crazy doesn't it jack you were saying the same thing before we started recording um and then obviously northampton which was a bit more positive so it'll be nice to talk a little bit about that um but dave you're going to treat us to a bit of a quiz hopefully hopefully yes yeah it's all audio here in front of issues. Me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I might have to mime um, it out it'd be you know topical charades or something. <laughs> um
0: if you don't mind Dave let's just start by talking a bit about what you've been up to. From from, from my perspective given that I, you know I kind of just see what you're doing on Twitter it just seems like you can't let go of Oxford United which is which is lovely. But how how have you been what have you been up to have you started the new
3: role? Uh yes yeah I, was, I had about a week off uh and then started so I felt I've been it's probably not that well known I've gone and joined the daily Express on their sports desk um in the sort of subbing side so I'm not frontline writing anymore um but yeah it's a bit different it's but it's given me a bit of a chance to get a bit better work-life balance and things like that so um but yes yeah, so in terms of oxford of course you, you know you can't it's been 24 7 for eight and a half years for me so you just can't yeah. sort of switch it off so um so yeah i've been logging in and seeing games like the rest of you have been all this time um, do, you, do,
0: you, do you consider yourself a fan i think i messaged you So i was like it's, de- it's delightful that it wasn't just a, a chop like a slice down the middle and then you're off and then Oxford is no more to you, but do you consider? Are you more of a fan of Oxford than Gillingham now? That's what the people really need to know.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think that's. The, the, I'm pretty confident about that. And the the, 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 the weird thing was last time when was not that I ever supported Gillingham. I make that clear, uh, <laughs> um But you know, I went from covering one club straight to picking up another. It's not like it's not the same this time because I'm. You know, it's not. It's not like I've gone to an, a, and and embedded with another club. So. um yeah, and it, it I, I, you certainly yeah, like you say, you can't can't just flick it off as a switch, can you? And uh, you still kind of know the people who are involved and and everything like that. So, um,
2: did you so, give yeah. um did you give KR a clip round the ear um for announce <laughs> for announcing your departure before you had the chance <laughs> to um, pen a lovely op-ed or um do the mega thread as you did?
3: Yeah, it was um typical Carl, really, wasn't it? But uh, it was very nice what he said. But uh, I was a little bit oh, that's um. That's a couple of days earlier than I hoped. (laughs) Uh, I thought, to be honest, because it wasn't live on the radio, I thought they'd just chop that bit out. But he he didn't say much else, to be honest. So um, I think they kept it in.
0: Oh, it was good. Um, James seems to be doing a good job as well. He's grown into the role. He was straight on BBC Oxford, wasn't he? Yes. When he took over, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, He'll he'll be great for for the role. There's literally no one better on the planet who could have stepped into... You know, take over straight away. So uh, yeah, I'll sort of keep an eye on how it's going. You know, I said I'll offer him any help I can do, but he d- he's not really needed it so far. So yeah, it'll be, it'll all be fine.
0: Cool. It's probably one of those things as well where until there's a change, yeah, in the staff, the management, and the players move on, then it'll be interesting to see whether you you stick with it because then, like you say, you know people behind the scenes and everything like that. So yeah, I'm curious. Well,
3: it's yeah, particularly how quickly. You know, squads are overhauled these days, you know. Mm. Um, and, yeah. But I did think it would be longer than about 10 days before a player came on that I had never heard of, which is obviously no <laughs> O'Connor. And, you know, I sort of keep an eye on the youth setup fairly, you know, fairly closely and he wasn't a name I, I'd come across. So I, I thought it would be a little bit longer, I have to say, before someone uh, turned up that I didn't know. But um, That was the
0: chap, he, he scored the penalty. Youngest, was he, did he break the record? Youngest ever...
3: Game
2: player? Game player yeah
0: at what 12 was he 15 16 he was 16 wasn't he Yeah, <laughs> Yeah,
3: 55 days one net i get... think i worked out he yeah he was he was just he'd just turned one when moose made his pro debut for that Britain. was it yeah
0: do you know what i even captured that on the notes before knowing you'd be on the pod <laughs> And I, I've even said Dave Pritchard said. Oh, that's good. I probably wouldn't have had that bit in there yeah. if, if, if you weren't on, that's I'd have fine. claimed it. I'm
3: used to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, just quickly, for my own ignorance sake, when you say you're not on the front desk type thing and you, you're subbing, what does subbing kind of mean?
3: So basically, we it's the, the uh, story is written by a, uh, a reporter and it comes to us and we put it on a page, put a headline on it, make it fit all of that, you know, captions, you know, the the pictures are done by the art desk, but um, yeah, we sort of
2: polish it up and and take out the errors.
0: Cool. Okay. I get it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So you get to see a lot of the stories that don't make the paper in the end or get pulled for whatever reason and that sort of stuff. Um,
3: Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, um, mostly it's not often things get pulled for, uh, you know, the, the reason they they get overtaken, you know, is because something better comes along, and they, you know, you can end up filling in the same space in the on the same page three times on a shift just because something comes in that's better. So, um, yeah, which can be a bit annoying, but that's the job.
0: Um, Cole, so let's talk a bit about the football then before we move on to festivities and quizzes and such. Um, Dave, what are your overarching thoughts on the season? Thus far, I think when we had you on before, we must have talked about predictions at some point. I don't know when was it. When? Where were we? Was it last
3: it season? It was June, I think. Was I, was, I was talking about, um, you know, what how the PPG was going to work out. I think so. Oh, God. I mean, oh my know. God! Well, okay, well,
0: yeah. Okay, so I doubt we were talking about predictions for the following season, <laughs> <laughs> not knowing we didn't know there we would were be in. a following season. <laughs> yeah, true that. Um, how how do you generally feel like it is gone? Um, um, I guess at the same time, what, what do you think we should be looking forward to um, between now and the end of the season, assuming we can finish it?
3: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's easy to look back now with hindsight, um, but perhaps it was a little over-optimistic to expect another season like we had. Like, you know, they, they clearly overachieved to get where they did and without you know, you could have had exactly the same season without Josh Ruffles header at Shrewsbury and we wouldn't have had any of the summer stuff. Yeah. Um. So and that's one thing. It's clearly been bumpier than any of us really hoped it would be, you know, thought it would be Um. and various reasons behind that, you know, some unfortunate, I mean, the, in some ways the first half of this season is kind of summed up by Cameron Brannigan's bizarre, you know, tragic, yeah, two with, people
0: every year type thing exactly. with that condition. Exactly. Yeah. You know,
3: not two people in Oxfordshire, two people in the whole country um, and, you know, just a complete freak thing and, and of all the people, you know, you couldn't have you know, you wouldn't wish it on anyone but um, you know, he's such a key player. He was sort of the next one on the conveyor belt for a big move potentially, wasn't he? So um, that's you know, there's been a bit of unfortunate uh, there's an unfortunate sort of side to this season. But I mean, it's been it's been hard going at times, hasn't it? But it does feel like, you know, that Blackpool game last week wasn't an easy watch for us, was it? Through the screen. But you just felt they were just kind of it felt like for a while they were trying to kind of attack their way out of the problem. And it was, you know, and, and the bottom line was they were kept conceding two goals a game. And it's just you can't deal with that. Week in, week out, and expect to pick up points regularly. So it feels like they've definitely kind of, in the wake of what happened, uh, you know, in the unfortunate last ten minutes of the, the the game, we won't mention. They've kind of gone right. We're sorting out the the yeah. leaking of the goal, you know, and they, they've hardly conceded a goal since, have they? I think it was one goal to Hull, who were the leaders. Where so, where were
0: you sat on the whole Sean Clare discussion? It's, mu- it's obviously much discussed on this pod with yeah. varying kind of viewpoints. Um, do, you, do you think that was a big thing with regards to the defence um, in general? Or- I th-
3: I think, to be honest, he it was probably, uh, you know, I could see why KI was still sticking with him because a lot of it is you kind of hope that he'll kind of play his way out of trouble. But I think potentially he needed a little time out just to kind of work things work things out. I mean, he's been... You know, he obviously was involved in, in breaking the deadlock against um, Northampton and has, and um, you know, has operated sort of a bit further forward most of the time, hasn't he? So I think he just, it was a tricky one. And let's hope, you know, he could build on, on what's gone on so far, because, you know, as much as he was kind of a, he was a little bit of a scapegoat, wasn't he? And But no one, you don't, you don't want that for one of your players. You, you, you want them to and you know he he's not massively experienced either is it you know it's not like he's 26 27 with yeah. 300 games under his belt you know he it, it's all confidence and you know he he's clearly there's a player in there it's just how you use him potentially that's which is maybe they they're sort of getting to the bottom of that but you know winning 4-0 helps everyone doesn't it and and you kind of um you hope that they can kick on although yet again the next game is, you know, scratched from the record. So that's that will be a frustration for them.
0: Um, who would you say stood out the most in terms of players that we brought in then?
3: Um, well, I was sort of, uh, you know, very big on the Marcus McGuane bandwagon uh, in pre-season. <laughs> uh, and though, you know, it, he clearly took a long time to get going, but he started to to deliver, hasn't he, I think. Yeah. Um, for sure, yeah. And we're starting, you know, and he's another one that you, you kind of go, you know, he's been around a little bit, but it's the confidence is, is massive for him. I mean, I, I'm really, you know, it's a real shame about Joel Cooper because I think every time I've seen him, um, there's been something there. He's clearly raw um, and you just hope, I mean, you know, potentially a lot of this was, you know, I, I, I don't think the sort of details have come out about, his issues back home, but I think it's quite, you know, it's clearly not, none of his fault, but it, it's, it, they're human beings and this stuff like that is going to, you know, it's going to affect you. So hopefully he can kind of, you know, deal with it and, and come back stronger for it. So um, he, cause he's one that, you know, you felt like there was something there. Um I mean, Rob Atkinson's probably the one, isn't he? I know he wasn't, he didn't sign in the summer, but he's, he's made his debut this, this season. Um, a really, Did
0: you see I... the video of him trying Thai food, Jack? You were you you were watching this, weren't you, the other day? Yeah. Lots of emotion.
3: Yeah. He...
1: Well, we've talked about his lovely voice previously, haven't we? And him in a Thai restaurant talking about how he dropped a lime in his Thai cooking by accident um, <laughs> was quite a, quite an entertaining watch. To be fair.
0: Sorry, Dave. He's a... That was just a That's bit of an what... anecdote there.
3: <laughs> I always think when you see those videos, you kind of think. You don't. You've sort of drawn the short straw there. I think. I, mean, I don't think yeah. many are sort of sticking their hand up to be to to do things like that. But uh, he's a very cool customer. He's. A, I really enjoyed interviewing him when I was, uh, you know, at the mail because he was. Uh, he's just got a very suave, you know. He, he's, oh, yeah. he reminds no, me a moist. bit of like James Hunt, something like that. <laughs> you can see in another, in, you know, another life. He, because um, nothing seems to phase him, and and he plays like that. Um, and you just feel it once he's got. Fifty football league games under his belt. What a player he he could be, you know, because he's so good. Going, you know, bringing the ball out, and he's sort of a sort of mirror image of Rob Dickey in a way, isn't he? You know, imagine those two playing
2: together; they'd end up being a front two, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah. who was who was the slickest player you you interviewed over the over the time? If Atkinson's up there, who were the other slick slick meisters?
0: Dave wow. High
2: <laughs> <laughs> had a great, great to see you. Great game today, uh, I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question.
3: I mean, people who sort of unflappable. I mean, Moose is completely. I, I you know, yeah. I cannot imagine him. You know, the minute he he looks rattled, you know, it's time to run for the hills. I think, because mm. um, he, you feel like he's someone who's been there and done it. In terms of others, um, good question. I wish I'll have a think. So we've while always we... had, yeah. we've
2: had youngish squads over the last. Couple of years, and so you don't tend to get the talk as they, they come in later later on in their career. So the fact that, yeah, two and uh, swarming us all is um, is all the more impressive, really. Yeah, I'm trying I to would... think who
0: would be at the opposite end of that spectrum as well, like whether it's Branigan or like I'm not sure who has who's got the least velvety voice
3: <laughs> in the current squad or just generally,
0: just, just generally, yeah, turn it on its head. I'm mm. trying to think, I suppose that's more of a dig though, maybe, yeah, that's, exactly. That's... That's a harder thing. Simon Heslop
3: was quite hard work.
0: He he went back to York, didn't he, Jack?
1: Yeah, he's now playing uh, for the mighty Blythe Spartans.
0: Is he? Well, there you go. Not a bad side. They nearly went up, didn't they? Let's talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cool, but back on Rob Atkinson, absolutely agree. Um, The thing that I, I find quite funny watching him is he seems to put his head down. You know when he goes on those runs... He looks up once every like ten minutes, and he seems to retain the ball. I think it's incredible. So like, as soon as he is actually getting his head up a little bit more, perhaps maybe even the end product out of the- To be fair, he doesn't really lose the ball though, so mm. maybe it's working for him. I don't know.
3: I think he just he seems to scare the living daylights out of other teams when he does it. I don't know. I don't know why a centre back running with the ball should be a, a particular issue, but it's but you know keep go, keep yeah. doing it rob because it's working isn't it you just need the minute he starts smashing them in the top corner from 25 yards then then uh, you know you can yeah. imagine a lot of big clubs kind of going you know being interested but um i think he's one to to really enjoy uh, while he's here and given how it's not been a particularly season full of highlights i think he's probably the big shining light isn't he
0: yeah and you're right about his voice we've talked about it on here before but he, he's fluent in french as well so i'd love i'd love to hear him in an interview speaking french it's a shame we never made that happen first you know yeah
3: he but. that was so funny when he because one of the first interviews he did that this season he got asked about that and he was, you know, just sort of about his background in France and his, his sort of response to that was like, oh, well, we, we wanted to live in France so we just went and did it. Like, it's the easiest thing <laughs> in the world. So, uh, no, fair play to him. He, he, I mean, he, he could be MI6, at, you know, in the, <laughs> you know, Monday to Friday and whatever, but um, no, good good luck to him. I, I enjoy watching him play.
0: Um, the games recently, just going back to that Blackpool game, I I forgot they'd won 5 out of 6, I think, going into that game. And yes, we didn't play great. If to, it was a horrendous spectacle at least the first half. But then I think it was fair to say like John, like looking at the last 10-15 minutes, we were the more dominant side and the the chances that we had um that point blank header from Messino. I think we were more likely to win looking at the last 10 minutes, so all in all, it was a decent decent result, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I felt the Blackpool game was when we truly stopped the rot, so to speak, and we decided that we weren't going to give away naive, silly goals. And you park the Swindon result, as we've already touched on. I mean, they, they were a dangerous team and they had two wingers that we'd probably have in our, potentially have in our team as well. And by all accounts, gave Ruffles a, a nightmare first half. And it sounds like we stabilised. And as you say... Moose scores that and it's a lovely 1-0 nicked away victory and momentum goes even further. But, you know, ultimately for me, it was more about actually the defence looks pretty solid now, like we've touched on Atkinson. I think Elliot moores he's imperious now and he's not making those mistakes. He's not missing the odd header. And it's not just Sean Clare being out of the team, although a lot of it will be the fact. He doesn't have to, he can look at Sean Long and go, Sean Long? (laughs) Sam Long? long. A, A hybrid of the two. That would be a good thing, actually. Sean Clare's pace with Sam Long's ability. Anyway, and, yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. That's a, that's a massive thing as well. That those two as a pair, just are really looking solid and not going to make individual mistakes.
0: And Jack, we like the thing we mentioned around our defending recently. I think it was against Hull. Ruffles was exposed a little bit down the left in there, especially first half. Then seemed to um, kind of sort that out, and then against Blackpool to John's point it was definitely a common theme again but I I can't ever work out whether it's a Ruffles thing or whether it's the other person on the left wing thing whether it's Shadipo or Abita or whoever but
1: I think it's probably a bit of both and it comes back to the what Dave mentioned about we were trying to stop the rock by attacking and in more recent games we've tried to stop it by being just more solid um I mean, to be yeah. fair, CJ Hamilton for Blackpool is probably their best player this season. So he's mm-hmm. given many a better full bat than Josh Ruffles a tough time. Um, but I mean, actually, they didn't really... He had a lot of ball. He got beat Ruffles quite easily. But I don't think Stevens had to make many, if any, saves. Um, but no, I think, I think John's right in that. We did stop the rot there because they'd beaten Portsmouth, Peterborough, Fleetwood going into that game. They beat Hull the weekend after. Actually, That's or it, Tuesday yeah. night. Sorry, um, I think they drew again today. So you know, it was a good. It'll be a good point when we had it all up in May, June next year when the season ends.
0: Dave, Dave, were you sur- surprised by the Stevens thing when he came in? Was do you think it was just the only time when that could have been done, or what, what were your thoughts? I think
3: yeah, I was a little surprised just because it's such a big decision, and it's. And I remember Carl saying a couple of weeks before I finished, you know that it's not like any other position. And and the minute you make a change like that, it's, it's so obvious. It's a, you know, it's not a rotation thing. You don't do that with goalkeepers. Uh, And I think, I think I'm right in saying that, you know, Eastie had never been dropped since he started at Oxford. You know, he's, he's missed games through suspension and, and injury, but this is the first time he had done it. But I think you almost get to the point of, well, if, you know, if he doesn't put Jack in after the Swindon game, then he, he needs to get out because he's never going to play, you know, and then you almost feel like he he had, I was, I think seven games between Swindon and and the window opening. And it's sort of a, well, okay, let's see, let's see what you're made of. I'm really pleased with the way he's kind of grasped the nettle. And, you know, it's a, you can imagine that first game, the Ipswich, you know, you, all their team talk would have been on. It's a, it's a young, he's an inexperienced keeper, you know, let's let's see what he can do. But, you know, hey presto, clean sheet and then that, well, that will that would have done his confidence the world of good. You know, he there was a nervy moment last week in Blackpool where he sort of went to come out and, and got uh, you know, it was the wrong decision. But you're gonna get that because that's what that's what Carl wants from the keep he wants the keepers to sweep up and, and you you might concede a goal or two a season by a keeper sort of being made to look a bit stupid. But how how many goals have they stopped has Jack or you know, will Jack have stopped by doing that? You yeah. know, 10, 20 times yeah, you know, yeah. in terms of mopping up. So um, yeah, I think it's a really interesting um, decision now as to what he does. You know, he, he's clearly shown he can do it in the short term, but he, there was, there's going to be a game where he where he has a bad game. You know, well then then that, that's a, that's another big test. So yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what what Carl does in in January and whether Easty goes. Do you know what? Uh, I need to play, so you know he. he yeah, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. It's whether or not.
0: How old's Easty now? Thirty, I think. Two, ish. Not that old. Thirty-one,
3: I think. Uh, yeah,
0: see, that's still four years. Thirty-one, left, yeah, at least. Yeah. So,
3: so it's it's a big one, isn't it? You might Easty might want to move on in January and, and get you know. Then you'd have to sign one if you don't. Th- Yeah, what do you do? But it's uh, I'm glad. I'm really glad that Jack has has stepped up because you know the You know, imagine if he played badly against Ipswich, and then then what do you do? You know, and and the whole when when Oxford have been well, any team has been has been good. It's built on a a goalkeeper that can give the back four confidence. So you know, um, yeah, that's a real bonus uh, that, that they've been been solid since.
0: Can't imagine that pressure more so than any other position, where you can at least get dug out by teammates. But yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it, to yeah. go in some of that run of fixtures get thrown in. And John, the one thing I think I've taken notes of mostly with Stevens is that he's he looks confident enough to try something different with regards to his distribution. Um, and it's the say, like it's noticeable, isn't it?
2: Yeah, there was a couple of really nice ones where he sort of did that kind of. Almost flat kick out that kind of out onto the wings that that works quite well. I mean, the thing about Stevens is, I don't think he's even had to have like an eight out of 10 game yet. Isn't I don't really recall lots of games where he was making lots of saves and keeping us in it, which is a reflection on the defense, it's not a criticism of his performances. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to sort of see when the kind of I, I've not really noticed Stevens, which is a good thing. As a goalkeeper he's just doing most of the things right but i'll be interested to see when the sort of the under pressure and we get battered for 90 minutes and he makes four or five saves and wins us the game if that makes sense comes um yeah but no all things seem positive and last thing we want is him to have a couple of ricks and we have to make the call on do we bring in an experienced keeper in january if he were to go so to speak
0: I can't imagine him getting dre- like again to dave's point if you then Drop Stevens, <laughs> bring Eastwood back in. Then it's a really strange. It'd be really bizarre, wouldn't it? Well, I, think I can't I think imagine. About, how he...
2: um Benji and Slocum, they played almost half the games each. Like roughly, maybe Benji Benji yeah. a bit more. I can't really recall how that dynamic worked, but it can be done because they we got through the season pretty well with two keepers going in and out.
0: I think though, if you looked at that team, yeah, it was a... that was probably our weakest. Attack. There was a reason why that was happening. Yeah, sure. um, uh, yeah. A- another one on that. Actually, before before we move on, it reminded me, when you talked about that flat kick that Stevens did, I remember referring to it as the Paddy Kenny, and then everyone going silent and going, he doesn't mean Paddy Kenny, does he? <laughs> what does he mean? I meant Jordan Pickford, but for whatever reason I said, Paddy Kenny, and no one knew what I was on about.
3: Jordan Pickford would be delighted with that. <laughs>
2: I yeah, know, as yeah, you say, it wasn't a compliment.
0: Um, Jack, Elliot Moore as well of late, the, the the guy can ping a pass. He he doesn't, it, it's ridiculous. So I'd love uh, to see some stats around it.
1: He's gone all um, Matteo Corpo with his 60-yard cross-field <laughs> um, cross passes, hasn't he? Yeah, he his confidence looks to have, considering where he was after the playoff final, obviously his dad passed in the summer. I think he was always going to have a slow start. Um, but yeah, he, I don't know if he's benefited from not having a kind of dodgy, harsh on Eastwood behind him and a ropey Clare on one side and he he feels more solid in the back four. And maybe the captain's yeah. armband's helped as well. Because we've seen it before um Carl gives the younger players a go with Captain, he gave it to Baptiste. Obviously Dicky had it for a bit, uh Brannigan's had it. So we've now got Touchwood, they both stay fit in Moore and Atkinson. We've now got two real assets at centre back again. Um and the longer they play as a two, they'll continue to build as a unit.
0: Yeah, Dave, do you think we've got the nicest centre back collective? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? when you look at like Moore, Atkinson, Moose, they all seem lovely. Mm. Like I don't, th- th- there's not a mean. What's the guy that used to play for Luton? Horrible McNulty. <laughs> is that who I mean? Yeah, even McNulty I
3: mean. wasn't it, Steve.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're not Steve McNulty.
3: in in many ways. Although he was actually quite good on the ball, wasn't he? I think. Um Yeah. He was. Yeah, I mean they're a trio of gentlemen, aren't they? You know, you could imagine uh, them sort of operating uh in a, in another <laughs> industry, I suppose. but they uh yeah, they but I mean I think they, you know, they they know just because they're nice to talk to doesn't mean that they they can't be Hard on the on the pitch. I think the the thing with Moore is I think he stopped trying to put out fires for the, everyone else. You know I think that was part of the problem that he there was a lot loaded on his shoulders in the in the first few weeks of the season. Um, and he was kind of having to, you know, he almost sort of worrying about his game was the last thing. And I think that it probably showed. Um, so he's yeah. I think he's definitely benefited from, you know, like you say, having a some confidence in in those around him and and then he can just focus on what he's good at. And then like you say, he's in the same way that Rob Dickey suddenly started spraying balls around, you know, and he's obviously also moved to the right side of um, the the center back, you know, um, because obviously Dickey was there last year. So, which definitely helps. So, yeah, I mean, they both, they both look real prospects going forward and and they they should touch wood, only get better given their age and and relative lack of experience.
2: Well,
0: What's quite nice is you hear like Atkinson in interviews as well reference how he knows he's not the most vocal and needs to improve on it. And it's quite, that's, you know, to acknowledge that and talk about it, it's quite a thing in itself. So yeah. it's cool. Um, moving on to something even more positive then, Northampton. Dave, what was your general, did, I take it you watched it?
3: Well, I was working, but I did see the, you know, the tweet. I was following the tweets from from afar. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, that, that game did not, I did not recognise that from a, a Northampton visit to the Kassam during my yeah. time covering them. Uh, but I, ha- I was at Oxford City to see them get knocked out there. So I actually, I wasn't very surprised at all because they they look they looked a poor team.
0: They were, John, Jack, did we all watch this together? I, everything blurs into one.
2: We did. We did. We did, we did watch it together.
0: They John, they like first half it was still nil nil, wasn't it? But my God, Northampton over the course of the ninety minutes, were shocking. So but we'll obviously move on to the more positive side of this in a second, but
2: they they were, but I kept sort of comparing it with the whole game and some of the other and the Ipswich game, thinking, God, this opposition's awful. And I actually thought but we were so much better. And that really came through in the second half. In the first half, there were a couple of moments. Like early on, McGwain turned, popped it over to Sam Long and he put in a lovely cross and Taylor should have scored. And yeah. we haven't been doing those sorts of things against crap teams for a while. But then we our midfield was slowing the game down quite a lot. And I was a bit disappointed. But I didn't think Northampton I didn't think it was Northampton being So bad. I thought we were just so good, and it made really forced them to look even worse. I know they had lots of injuries and stuff, so yes, probably they were rubbish. But uh, I think it was more us, and we we were forcing the game. That's what I think. That's where I'm heading towards. Yeah,
0: I I was going to say, Jack. Like as soon as the second half kicked off, the intensity went up like two, threefold, didn't it? From where it was first half.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit like Kr had said. Right, go out and score two in the first twenty minutes, please, and even. You know, even at 1-0, we didn't sit back as we saw against um, maybe the Swindon game where we, you know, were we ever going to score a second? Whereas against Northampton, it was very much kill the game, get a second, get a third, get a fourth. Um, you know, and I think the Adji goal was, what, 90 plus three. We weren't taking yeah. the ball to the corner. You know, Adji was curling a blinder into the top corner from 25 yards. Um, there was just, and probably built off the Blackpool game. We just looked solid. Everyone knew what they were doing. Going forward, we looked more threatening. We were getting crosses in. I think the successful cross stats were our best um, of the yeah. season in a ninety-minute period. So, yeah, it was a nice, a nice follow-up to the Blackpool game and two positive results going forward. They, um,
0: yeah, we had we dominated possession, dominated shots, and most of that all came second half. Sean Clare came on a half time as well and was involved. He, I think, he put the cross in might have been a bit deflected but that that was what taylor got his his head on um which just show I, I think he took someone on down the right to do that as well which is the difference that he kind of brings actually someone who's got the pace to be able to kind of shift a yard and and do that shodders dave i, I do enjoy it when you send me a message saying shodders <laughs> as well we can trademark this soon um
3: get it on a heat
0: yet. we we kind of i I guess we kind of go up and down with him, but that's as expected, isn't it? Like, he's he's definitely raw and he has fleeting moments. And then there's other times where you can see he obviously lacks that experience to kind of know what to do in certain situations.
3: Yeah, he's he is what they, you know, I, I think when, when they brought him in on deadline day, I don't think it was with a view of this guy's going to turn our season around. You know, he, he, they were hoping that he would be able to offer something different and and which he has you know um but i'm just looking at his you know he's 23 but that was only his 50th league appearance on on tuesday night so you know he's almost you know almost like a 19 year old in some ways
0: um i'm actually surprised you said 50 to be honest
3: well yeah yeah, 50 um quite a lot on the off the bet you know but only only 20 starts yeah yeah, so you know in terms of his total minutes on the pitch you know it'll be less than 50 games so but i think he's you know he's he's you talk about trademark his that's his trademark finish isn't it that cutting and and cut and in battle. yeah um and you know i really enjoyed the goalkeeper keeper just <laughs> losing yeah. at the, the, the back four for letting him do it because I, I would i'd imagine that's one thing that keith co would have mentioned um but i you know i i like what he brings to the to the team um and He's he's full of confidence, isn't he? And and I think, um, I think Oxford will be pleasantly surprised with what they've got out of him so far.
0: Yeah, um, it's going to be a balance of where you put him in versus a beater. Albeit a beater is probably going to be the the preference in the bigger games, where well, you think so anyway. But Definitely. perhaps it's based on the the opposition as well. John, you often say you need a we need a winger that can beat a player, don't you? And you always say that when it comes to Shadipo.
2: Yeah, I think we can just better teams will know how to slow us down. And Obita's great crossing it when he gets into a position that's they're slightly that the opposition slightly stretched. But I think at times, if Shadipo loses it up the pitch, it's not the end of the world. He may do something good, he, he might not. I, I don't really have a problem with that. I think at times you just do need that raw pace element. And even with Obita, we're still going to have to play Obita in Versus Shalipo just being able to run at the fullback, And he was having some joy in the first half. So I, I generally thought it was a good performance if, if you place him in the fact he's always going to be a bit erratic.
0: Yeah, yeah. What was Taylor's second goal? It was a header again, wasn't it?
2: Adji Cross.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Adji made it quite an impact, didn't he? Considering he wasn't on the pitch very long. But yeah, it was a really good cross. And then the keeper got a hand to it, didn't he? But couldn't keep it out. But Matty Taylor getting goals is... Is the mate, you know, if any of us could ever pick players to have goals, it was it's always got to be Matty, isn't it? Because if he's on if he's firing, teams are worried, essentially. Um and Aji obviously that was unbelievable. It was Shrewsbury-esque, wasn't it, in a sense, in terms of cutting in, bending it into that far top corner.
1: That's why that's why he's so frustrating though, sometimes, because <laughs> yeah, we've seen him score that goal, we've seen him score at Shrews Shrewsbury. Scored, was it Burton last season? South End where he had that mazy run after being on the pitch about 10 seconds. But then yeah. at Blackpool, he completely mucked up a simple one-two from a throw-in. And he's just so hit and miss. But again, he's young and raw and not played many league games. So, you know, that there are a lot of players on our side
2: who will get better over time. They're in the
0: raw bucket.
2: The raw, yeah, they're, in the, yeah, they're in, certainly in the bucket. With we've always... He's in the same box as Slightly, Sykes, where he has that weird relationship with KR and sometimes KR calls him out and sometimes you think well actually is he a young player not doing what he's supposed to do in training and that's why he doesn't start doesn't comes in and out Um, but then we've in the past wondered about whether he was a bit more of a Tiger signing than a KR signing I was wondering Dave as you're here does that ring any bells with anything you heard at the time or it was it just because he came out of nowhere a little bit when, when we signed him with,
3: with Adji we're talking about. Yeah, Adji, yeah. Yeah
2: he, was, yeah, he was one that, you know, normally you do get, like
3: you said. Um, I think I've said before, you normally have a pretty good, you know, idea of, of that a signing is going to happen a week before. But yeah, Dan Aji was, I don't know if I was sort of Googling him on my way in to meet him or whether <laughs> I'd just heard about it. But yeah, he was one that, like you say, he'd come because he, you know, it technically joined from Burnley, but really it was un- Burnley under 23s. It was, I think it was one... Yeah. If memory serves, because this was this happened about a, a few days before Taylor signed, wasn't it? And they'd lost out on Ched Evans, and I think they were a little bit starting to think we're not going to get anyone here. So I think he was one that was signed. You know, he was he was signed. I think it, part of the problem was the timing. If he'd signed a week after Taylor, and Taylor was already in as the established, he's going to be the guy that leads the line. I think expectations are a little bit different. He mm, having had yeah. a month of, you know, what these summers are like with Oxford United, when are we going to sign a striker? And then, Oh, you know, we've signed a striker, but that doesn't mean he's the guy, the, the big guy, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think he was a little bit, uh, and he came in and he had an injury and he wasn't fit and, you know, all the rest of it. Um, he is someone who, are, you know, like you say, he, he can, he can pull things. He can do things that no one else in the squad can, in terms of his, you know, they always say that his his sort of power stats and his p- pace stats over a certain distance are, uh, you know, miles ahead of everyone else. But then, like you say, he like he did, he just passed the ball out of play against Blackpool, didn't he? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and you just think, you know, yeah. it's, it's easy to sit there and think I could do that, but I definitely could to do that. But you know, no, not many people could do what he did you know, at the end of the, the Northampton game. So, and he's got a very laid back style about him. You know, you hear him talk and he's yeah. very, and you can imagine um, K.R. in the changing room, sort of almost sort of, you want to shake them and, and and go, come on, you know, this is, this is, you know, not the time to be messing about, but he's just got a different style about him. And he he, he is one that you always feel a bit like Sykes is on thin ice um, in terms of kind of one bad game and they're going to come out of the team. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the answer, I mean, the, the answer is it's got to come from Dan, you know, in in terms of consistency is, is the big thing for him now. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's got three goals this season. Um, to different goals. I mean, I think they they were quite enjoyed, quite liked his goal at Gillingham. I don't if you remember. It was sort of, it was that yeah, that the up, and he he it was a real sort of yeah. poacher's goal. And I think they were, you know, that's that's the sort of goal that they they you wouldn't think of him scoring. But um, yeah, I don't know if it's a focus thing or or what with him in terms of you know he seems to do the hard things well and the and the easy things badly. So
2: um, he's definitely a he he arrived right, as a man, project. Managers and that project. do always seem to. Yeah, so I was to say managers do always seem to love when strikers score those crappy goals and we as fans are like, well yeah, he just put it in, <laughs> who gives a toss?" like. Um I think um I think he's gotta stick he's worth sticking on with though. Um, yeah, you know, I think for at least another season for the development side of things. I also particularly enjoyed the goalkeeper meltdown linking to your other comment after Aji's goal, because the substitute had come on did the laziest closing down for Northampton and then Adji banged it at the top corner and the keeper was just going absolutely yeah. <laughs> it was particularly amusing
0: it, the thing i find interesting and you you alluded to it there is that aji's kind of body language is the thing that's really obvious for everyone it's like it's managers would surely nitpick at that stuff more so than you would expect fans to actually i'm not sure with our fans i'm bad for it as well but like it is really obvious when they kind of have a different kind of level of intensity to others on the pitch. And I think that's the, the reason why, why starting Dan Aji doesn't seem to be the thing because he just he starts like that. Whereas if he comes on 30 minutes left, he seems more energetic and everyone around him is starting to tire and he looks more effective. So I think it's that direct thing. Um, just quickly, because we, we mentioned it there, the whole kind of Sykes, Aji, the public stuff. The K.R. gets up to every now and then, you know, when he's a bit emotional after a defeat. There's been some tough times recently, you know, some difficult results, some consecutive difficult results. As as I know it's, it's probably still difficult difficult for you, Dave, to talk too much about it, given you've obviously still got those relationships. But do you think that was all handled in the right way? Is there, is there any more to the Sykes thing beyond, you know, the kind of mistakes that we've all seen where he's not tracking his man at Swindon? The Sykes one is probably the one that, fans are most interested in?
3: Yeah, I think, um, it's hard because you only get that one dimension of it in terms of when he's come out and said it. And you kind of think firstly, the, the Sykes one was, you know, he's come on as a substitute and hasn't done something basic, you know, in a Derby, that, you know, they built, they really, they really did get it. I, my impression was that of the importance and, 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 just because fans weren't there didn't mean that they 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 didn't get it.
0: Um,
3: so I think that they were very in a season of fairly low, uh, you know, fairly not many highlights. They were desperate to to deliver that derby win. So when something when when it, they lose control of a game like that on the back of something so simple, I think it it it's very easy to to fly off the handle about that. I mean Sykes is an interesting one because I think I think if you go back there's not many t- you know he's coming up to 2 years he's been here and that you can't think of too many periods where he you can be confident that he's going to start the next two or three games he, he always seems to yeah. be one that comes out after one bad bad game um I think this part of the frustration with him is he, he it looks like he's cruising at times where you know he's clearly a talented player um, it, potentially, he was a, he was not helped by how good Gavin White was when he you know and how quickly he settled and and all of that because you kind of every it's the same with Cooper you you view those players through the prism of of how Gavin White did um, and just to come back to the the original point was who knows what whether he's done that is is that just a Carl flying off the handle and and just speaking from the heart and he's frustrated guy after losing a derby um or has there been a little bit more calculation there in terms of i think that's this is the best way to get get the best out of Sykes you don't know that until um you speak to Sykes really um
2: yeah but he's well
3: yeah i mean (laughs) that you you kind of think well perhaps they think that look it's sort of a make or break moment and you go he's either going to react in the right way or he's not the player we think he is um i mean he's only played in the in the trophy since then hasn't he um
0: it's the th- it's the point you make about the cruising through the games that frustrates a lot of fans is that we've seen him against better opposition newcastle united at yeah. home one example like just dominate the midfield um and it that's the thing it's like jack you made a point previously haven't you that he's one of those that could go to another league one side be in their team every week and tear it up and then you're kind of looking at it going oh um but yeah it's, it's an interesting one Um do you know what coming into that Northampton game we had only Wigan had scored less goals than us in the league which I found interesting Um, that's a stat there Dave you, you could have used right that there. in the day <laughs> um, John do you reckon that's a turning point In terms of confidence, or do we not look too much into it until we've gone through a few more of these fixtures that seem winnable?
2: I'm going to go and the, it is a turning point when you can say, as a squad, we're not getting rolled over by the bigger teams and we've won a game against a team we absolutely need to win if we're going to do anything this season. And it would have been really good. (laughs) Weirdly, it would have been a really good time to play Bristol Rovers today kind of it's never a
0: good time for us to play Bristol rovers
2: well hence hence the weird caveat because yeah. it would have been I think we would have taken it forward um I don't know whether we've kind of got the complete squad and the sort of the intensity that we had from last season maybe last season wasn't was an exception um to really kind of go somewhere but I think all the elements are clicking together and certainly mcwain's a big part of that which we didn't think we would we would see at the start of the season. Um yeah, Gor- yeah. Gorin stepped it up another level as well, actually, I thought, against um Northampton. He was actually paying a lot more playing a lot more passes forward between the lines. And Sam Long did the loveliest drift, Shandon Baptiste esque past a couple of players <laughs> that had me off my seat. So um there's lots of positives. Oh, um that that's a good point.
0: We've we've given Sam Long a lot of stick. Yeah, over still. the but he, I, I definitely think in terms of effort, and actually, it's not just effort this time; it's it's actual output as well, yeah. isn't it? Like he's he's getting absolutely everything he possibly can out of what he has.
1: Has he got quicker as well? I've seen a few people saying this on Twitter that he seems to have got quicker, and James Henry seems to have got slower. So they've kind of like swapped pace somehow. But, <laughs> um He looks very confident on the ball as well now. Sam Long, I think he's aged. Probably the most he has over his Oxford career within this what three months or so.
3: I think um, they always said that Sam Long was top the t- top the data sheets for sprints over five or ten meters or something like that. They, they, he's he's a lot quicker than you think, and I, I, I think KR said it this week in terms of he's the player of the season so far. And normally you'd think that, you know that says that saying more about how the season's going than, than how Sam Long's doing. But I th- I think he's he's been. Brilliant, and you know if he if you'd signed Sam Long in the summer, and he'd played like this, you know he, you'd you'd have a very different view of him almost. Yeah, um, yeah you true. almost you do tend tend to take players who've come through for granted at, at times, and I think you're right. There are times when it did feel like you know in in the early days that he was really living on his wits and i can't think of too many mistakes he made that cost the team but you almost were sort of watching from watching him from behind the sofa at times but he's and he's blossoming brilliantly and he's definitely he looks he's improved so much in, in so many ways. But the thing that I really noticed this season was he had a real sort of fizz on his passes now. Mm. And he's he, there's, a, there's a confidence there that he can do it. Um, and he's clearly, you know, he's played every role in the back four from, from right to left, does not he? And he's, you need some Sam Longs in your, in your squad. Um, and he's one that they always, you know, the youth team or, you know, succession of managers who've all played him have always said, you know, he's got the best attitude of any, you know, if you could, if you could bottle what Sam Long has got and, and give it to, to everyone else, it, it would be, you know, you, you'd win the league because he's, there's something about him. He knows that um, he is, you know, you know, with the best win in the world, he is not as talented as, as many of the players he he came through with, but look where he's still is. You know, he is someone who played in a league, yeah. one, a league one Player final in, in, and you, you weren't sort of worried about that. You know, he, he has done amazingly well. And, and you, you just think he's not, I think he's someone who knows how lucky he is to be a professional footballer. And that is not, I'm not patronizing him there. I think he, he is not someone, he, he is never going to be complacent. And I, I'm really happy, you know, he got this hundred games recently and, and he, every single one of them has been hard earned. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, you know he deserves everything that he's, that's coming to him at the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was well said. Um, time. We should probably move on to quiz stuff in a second. The only thing, quickly, is um, looking at January, Dave. Do you? Where would you strengthen if you could prioritize like a top couple of positions that we need to bring someone in for?
3: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's the whole sort of squad cap size uh thing it really gives you a headache i mean um a lot will depend on what's the situation with brannigan what what's the situation with sam winnell you know he he potentially could be huge but you know we haven't seen it and and from what you've seen so far can you rely on having him firing so you're really going to have to i mean with the the Mussini, I don't know what the situation with him is, and you know, in terms of how how bad his uh, injury is, do you do you think about not registering him? Um, I think you have got to. He, I think I think you're right because of the number of times that he's dug Oxford out out of a hole. You know, in the last couple of years, you you want him as a, as a backup. But um...
2: sorry, I mean, I think you don't register him. Oh, okay, um, fine. <laughs> um, just because that knee injury, like will be pretty severe like if you're talking about a nine months out that's major surgery and it won't you just don't get them stabilized i don't i don't think is is he
0: sorry is he injured i know he kind of looked like he was coming off the other night but then didn't
2: he came off half time didn't he or like did he he? yeah
0: oh yeah sorry yeah but he it was weird wasn't it it looked like it was the end for him then he stood up and played a few more minutes and then came off but okay i didn't realize
3: uh, you know that's obviously one area that you could, and you could finally get that experience centre half that everyone was talking about. But at <laughs> the moment, you'd go, you know, more on Atkinson. That you know, that you want to, you don't want anyone blocking their um, yeah. development. Um, I mean, Cooper, Joel Cooper will obviously be deregistered, uh, so that frees up a space. Um, so I mean, it's it obviously it, it's going to be three or four wingers, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's back in the Wilder days. Wilder would just sign.
2: A centre you know, back. <laughs> players that,
0: well, no, it was just like players that had been there and done it. Uh, it was always like 30, it was like Chris Hargreaves or Paul Wooten or insert other such names. But I feel like that's still a thing that's kind of missing from the squad. Yeah, I, I
2: definitely agree. I would have said similar point. It just needs that sort of slight experience gnarliness in the midfield. I think it's a really difficult one. I don't think there's an obvious answer. I'm not opposed to another winger who's like could be another Shadipo. We just have like fun, but then Henry's coming back strongly, so who knows? It's yeah.
3: it's January, so Marcus Brown oh, yeah. will definitely be mentioned. I mean, he's not. I'm just looking at him now. He's five appearances this season.
2: What you know? Let's why not? Well, Gavin White, as you said, Jack, he played for the first time on Tuesday night or whenever it was. And is that shop, got, is that shop window appearance? They got,
1: he got he got dropped again today. White unused sub. I think, really? to be fair, Brown's had a hamstring injury and he's just back fit now. But talking of wingers, we have been linked with one surprise this week, which is um, Luke Thomas at Barnsley. So he's been there, I think, a couple of seasons, had a season on loan at Coventry. Um, he's quite highly rated. So he's, he got signed as a teenager by Derby from Cheltenham and Frank Lampard gave him a new four-year contract and then promptly left to go to Chelsea. So they then sold him. Um He's not a goal-scoring winger, but I think he's again he's another young winger. So, do, how many young wingers do we want that blow hot and cold? Do we want a more experienced, kind of been there and done it, kind of player? Um, but yeah, I think Dave's right. We'll hear Marcus Brown mentioned at least by the fans multiple times
3: throughout January. Yeah, I, I think um, a lot of it depends on what do you what do you want? What are you realistically expecting? And when I say you, I mean the club. What what are they really realistically expecting from the second half of the season? You know, is this a just don't get relegated and and, and you try and develop play a few players, or is it can we force our way into the reckoning? You know, and so I think these next three games are, are huge in terms of you know you shouldn't really take seven or nine points out of Wimbledon, Plymouth, and Burton, and you know, think people start getting excited, don't they? You know, and you go, Okay, we just need a couple more additions. Sam Winnell's coming back, Cameron Brannigan's is coming back, we can make it we can be that team that, that rises up the standings. Um have a bad Christmas and it's gonna be right, we we need to dig in and it's just it's a case of surviving and, and going, Okay, well that wasn't a great season but
0: Yeah. Do you reckon um John, if you, people leaving, do you reckon Hansen coming back into the team is to kind of Jack's point, a shop window exercise and then who else? Sykes and then Rob Hall, potentially, if we had to free up space. But I can't see Rob Hall ever leaving under KR.
2: Yeah, 100% but. agree on Hansen. I mean, in some ways, I kind of like the idea that he could play next to Gorin, potentially, at times, if we really needed to sort of solidify. But I think that's... I think we've just got to sort of cut our losses, sadly. Um, Sykes, I think he's got to go out on loan, at least. Um, and yeah, Rob Hall's a funny one because we've talked about it like it, the amount of occasions this season where it's been like, well, surely we've run, we've run not, no other ideas yet Rob Hall is not one of them. So that's a bit, that's always a bit weird. So does he do another yeah. forest green type loan perhaps? Um, I think we might just be in for a bit of a sort of eyebrows raised transfer window, really.
0: We'll see. Jack, if you had to pick one position to bring in, what is it? Centre back. Good. That's the correct answer. <laughs> um, excellent. Okay. League one stuff. I was going to look at the table. Don't really want to. But I think, Dave, you had a good post earlier to say we moved up a position um, <laughs> by not playing.
3: Yes, that was before the three o'clock games. But they've just stayed where they are because Rochdale have gone down, but Plymouth have gone above. But yeah, it's still, I mean, Plymouth are the only team in the bottom 10 to win today. So it's not been a, a lot of draws. I mean, they're not really... And there's obviously th- two other games that were, were called off. So not really sort of missed out on too much. And th- I think this this break, although, you know, you wanted to kick on after Northampton, I don't think it's the, the worst thing in the world, given just how heavy it's been.
0: Yeah. I don't understand what Wigan are doing. It's as if they must be like swapping their full team in and out per game by their results. It's absolutely nuts. Didn't they like get... They beat, do they draw with Sunderland or beat Sunderland, and then they've taken points of other teams up there. Yeah, they, beat, they
1: beat Sunderland away, beat Accrington, got done five 0 at home by Rochdale, and then got a point at Fleetwood today. And then so,
0: Gillingham then go away to Rochdale and win four one. Yeah. I what what is this league? It doesn't make any sense anymore. You're not if you're a gambling man, you avoid it, don't you? Anyway, um, right, Dave, quizzicals, okay. things.
3: Right, so six rounds, but includes your master, the mastermind. Okay, Okay. so on we go. So we'll we'll do the you, you write them them down, or have you got some equipment?
0: Oh no, I didn't know we had to write. I thought this was all audio based.
3: Well, it will be, but
0: I mean, I can write something down.
3: Uh, Right, so the first round is. Festive fun.
0: Festive fun.
3: It's a boxing day round. Okay. Okay. So I'll read them out as well, but you see sure you can see them. <laughs> question one and play you know, this is play along at home fun as well. So, right, question one. Who scored for United on Boxing Day last year to defeat Michael Appleton's new side?
0: Are we answering or are we writing okay. and keeping right, it to now. ourselves? Okay. So those listening, you've got to play along and basically tell us what score you get.
3: Yeah, exactly. Okay, Okay. number two. Which side did United play twice on Boxing Day in the space of four years in the last decade, winning 3-1 away and 3-0 at home?
0: Oh, I actually know that.
3: That's, that's good. <laughs> okay. Number three, the match after the 7-0 thrashing by Wigan in 2017 was on Boxing Day. Who were the opponents and what was the score?
0: Oh, was that, was Pep? That was Pep, wasn't it?
3: It certainly was. Um, I don't know. I think I forgot a week yeah. or so after that 7-0. It's yeah. <laughs> probably right. Number 4, that game was away, but how many other trips have united had on boxing day in the last 8 seasons including this year? To so how many other away games in that time? Um.
0: Mm-hmm. That's hard. <laughs> We generally, get lucky day. We withdraw boxing day games,
1: yeah. I would say so.
0: It's thrown me, that the way you've written that question has thrown me because I've, I was thinking the other game was at um, home <laughs> after, after the wigan one. <laughs>
3: okay, well, you probably haven't got that question right then, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, number five true or false, Chris Wilder never lost a boxing day game in the Football League with Oxford United.
0: Oh, sorry, I'm just making lots of weird sounds for people listening.
3: (laughs) Number six, the first game after Wilder took over was a 2-1 defeat at Salisbury City in 2008. But for what reason was used goalscorer Sam Deering substituted?
0: That's got Jack all over it, is that?
3: Okay. Number seven, more than 11,000 turned out for United's Boxing Day game in their first season in the conference, only to see a goalless draw. Who were the visitors to the Kassam Stadium?
1: I was there. I remember (laughs) it. It was awful.
3: Okay. And final one in this round. How many goals did Richard Hill score for the U's against Walsall on Boxing Day 1988? Seven. Oh, one for the teenagers.
0: <laughs> How do we do this? Is it answers all at the end or uh, round by we'll, round?
3: Have, uh, we'll do the answers after after second round.
0: Okay, excellent.
3: All right. right. Round two. Lockdown.
0: Oh, spicy.
3: Here we go. So these are questions all about the sort of unfortunate period this year. (laughs) So question one. The 2019-20 season was initially suspended for three weeks on March the 13th as a response to the coronavirus outbreak. Which side were united due to host the following day?
1: (sighs) Oh.
0: I even made a special spreadsheet with all the fixtures in, with lots of colours in it. I still don't remember.
3: (laughs) Okay. Number two. When the decision was finally made to end the regular season early, how many United games were scrapped?
0: I think said spreadsheets helped me with that one.
3: <laughs> as long as it's not on your screen now. That's <laughs> not on my screen. <laughs> Number three, at the very start of the first lockdown, Jack Grealish got into some bother after a car crash. He had reportedly earlier been at a flat with Villa teammate Ross McCormack and which former <laughs> Oxford United player? If you don't know this, you will never guess it.
0: I've, I've got it. I've <laughs> I seen it
3: that. in the paper, yeah. <laughs> I remember
0: thinking, what on earth is that guy doing there?
3: <laughs> Good, feels like got some answers there. Uh, In April, Christian Ribeiro dressed up as David Brent to perform a (laughs) birthday song for which former used teammate? It was pretty good,
1: actually. I saw the video.
3: A lot of shaking heads. I can't Um, think. We can come back to that. Number five, during the hiatus, several potential solutions were put forward, including the weighted points per game method. Under that formula, which took into account home and away form, where did it put United in the final table? So I'm looking for a position. Was obviously uh, not used in the end. Okay. True or false, the playoff semi-final first leg at Fratton Park was the first competitive fixture United had ever played in July. Okay. Question seven, we start with a quote. I wanted the responsibility to take the lads to Wembley. Who volunteered to take the decisive fifth penalty in the shootout against Portsmouth?
1: That seems so long ago now. It does, does, doesn't
3: it? Okay. And final question in this round. Who came on in the 119th minute of the semi-final with the specific job of taking a penalty, becoming United's first ever fifth and sixth substitutes? So looking for two names here. Hmm. Using think, an elaborate counting on his fingers.
1: Uh, yeah. I think I remember bemoaning one of them when he came <laughs> on.
3: Well, luckily it ended all right in the end. Yeah. Okay. We go go for some answers. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so round one. Who scored for United on Boxing Day last year?
0: Baptiste.
3: Yeah, from the edge of the box, wasn't it? There he is. Correct. Two. which side did United play twice in quick succession on Boxing Day Plymouth Exeter it was Exeter
0: I remember the 3-0 at home yes Lovely. that was in
3: your uh, specialist subject so you a little bit help there <laughs> can uh, anyone remember who we played after Wigan I put Berry. no I, mean, it was I at- put
0: Plymouth I had no idea
3: it was one all at Gillingham. If you remember, Ricardinho scored it, although it was, probably should have gone down as an own goal. Absolutely not. Before, <laughs> let's have some guesses on how many away trips we've had, other than. Uh... I put three.
0: I put. F- was it how many away trips? How many? Oh, ah, right. I've got it the many. wrong way round. Yeah. I put five, but I. Yeah. I've got it wrong.
3: That's the only away trip Oxford have had in the last eight seasons. Ah. So, uh, true or false, Wilder and his Boxing Day record at United in the Football League?
0: That he'd never lost a Boxing Day game.
3: It was false. They lost to Plymouth. Oh, that. that was
0: the 3 2, yeah. Yeah. I, that was the game I was thinking about in the question before. Oh, okay. I got yeah. <laughs> was,
1: was that the one where they had the opera singer on the pitch before That's and right, the fire yeah, and yeah. then it was it an fuss after? Fuss. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, why did Sam Deering come off? Is this when he broke his leg? Correct. And, it, uh, and the
1: player was Sean Closey because Wilder
3: proper dug him out
1: in the interview uh, afterwards.
3: Okay. Well, you don't get a bonus point for that I'm afraid. But...
0: Oh, I put too small. I had nothing <laughs> to go.
3: And who were the opponents in 2006? Woken. Correct.
0: Oh, well done. I put Kettering. I had no idea.
3: And final one of this round, how many goals did Richard Hill score?
1: I thought it was a trick question so I said
3: none. <laughs> he scored 4 in a 5-1 win.
1: Use, I yeah, that one. I wasn't okay. wasn't on this planet.
3: Right. Should we Sorry. get your scores for that round? Do you want to start, James?
0: Uh, I got one, two, three. Oh, that's a shame. I only got three.
3: Three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jack. Yeah, I
1: also yeah. only got three. Uh, okay. And John, I
0: think I think John might not be with us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing um, he's lost sound but I'm sure he got a good score. Dave.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, so the lockdown answers. So who were United due to face the day before lockdown started?
0: I put Pompey.
3: MK, yeah. MK Dons. Um, um, so how many games were scrapped in total? I put 10, but that's too many. I
0: put nine.
3: Nine it was. Um, and who... Teams had a
0: game in hand on us, didn't they? That's all I right. Remember. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, uh, who was Jack Grealish's unlikely pal? Uh,
0: Tony Capaldi. <laughs>
3: of course, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Christian Ribeiro's teammate.
0: I had no idea on this one. I just I put Eastwood. It
3: was Charlie Raglan. Ah.
0: Uh, <sighs> I'd never have got that. Uh,
3: So where did the weighted points per game method put United in the table? Third. Third. Second. It was third.
0: Oh, where did we, did we actually
3: finish fourth under the, oh
0: yeah, sorry, good point.
3: Um, But the third thing got people excited because at that point you thought that they might just promote the top three.
0: That was it, yeah. That was
3: slightly it. sneaky question, that. Um, true or false? Was Fratton Park the first July fixture competitive one? I won't be true, but... Yeah, of
0: course it's same, true. yeah. yeah.
3: Um, the player who scored the decisive penalty against Portsmouth? Cam Brown. Of course it Brannigan. was. What a moment. And who are our fifth and sixth substitutes who scored penalties?
0: Messino and Woodburn. Kelly. Ah, oh, who was the other one?
3: Ben Woodburn. Woodburn, Woodburn oh, Moose. Like yeah. So you get half a point for Moose.
0: Good point, Woodburn. That's a great shout.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, I,
0: I remember being terrified when yeah. he was walking up. Yeah, just.
3: Well, you sort of felt that that might he might just sort of crumble, you know, in front of your eyes if he missed. Yeah, like dissolve. Um, eight points. How did you get on there, James?
0: Uh, one, two, three, four,
3: five. Okay. Jack. i got six on that one. Six. Okay. Good stuff. Right. This is round three. Who am I? Well, we're, we're going, going, going for gold here. So basically you will get, uh, clues for a signing from Michael Abson's first barmy season when there were about forty five (laughs) players. Uh and then so the clues will get progressively easier, but you get uh so the first clue if you get if you correctly guess the player is five points, then yeah, yeah. yeah, you know how it works. Okay, so right. Fastest finger first. uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, we are shouting out. Um saying name then our answer, or just shouting an answer. Shout your name. Okay. Yeah.
0: Or shout my name. No shout your name.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay so okay and you and that you can't now i have to read this out don't i because you can't see my screen okay yeah so for five points this is a remember this is a signing from the 14-15 season i started my career with hometown club crew alexandra carry on carry on for four points i am now 31 and have played at Scunthorpe United for the past two seasons? Jack. James. Jack, I heard first. Junior Brown. Oh, that's sensational.
0: Oh, my God. That's terrifying.
3: There we go. I don't know how you've got that, but there we go. I was going to okay. go with
0: Slocum. Didn't Slocum go to Scunthorpe?
3: He came oh, from Brown. Scunthorpe, didn't he?
0: Ah, okay.
3: All right, so there's four points there. That's a big, big move. There he is. I've got a picture of him. But uh, you can't see it now. Okay. <laughs> Here's the next sign in. I once spent half a season playing for CSKA Sofia. James? Yes.
0: Oh, no. It's John? wrong. Because that was a bad thing. Rick, yeah, I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> John? Is it Jordan Grant? No, nope.
2: It's a wrong season, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, yeah. Let's carry on.
3: Four points. I joined United in September 2014 as a free agent. So this is after the windows sh- uh, shut. No. Okay. For three points, my debut came in the first league win of Michael Appleton's United reign, the 3 1 success against Accrington Stanley. Jack? Yes. Uh, Howard, Brian, Brian Howard. Correct.
0: I don't even remember who that is.
3: He was, uh, the guy who came from, he he was part of Barnsley's, uh, FA Cup run to the semis. Well, you wouldn't have got the next two, uh, questions. (laughs) 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 Uh, Okay. Wow. Uh,
0: I mean, this is predictable now.
3: Yeah. So next guy for five points my middle names are Armani Keanu Roma
2: Jack will get this in second
3: Jack <laughs> wow here we go
1: it's uh, big dunks isn't it of course it is <laughs> we've talked about his middle names on the pod before definitely oh, I'm just looking at there
0: beneath like <laughs> and at the moment I, I just can't sat back from and waited
2: for Jack to say
3: it I, even... <laughs> I didn't yeah, even say I can thinking. see it Wow, <laughs> he's dominating Three to go in this round. So, for five points, my senior debut came with United. Good luck getting that one from, from that clue. For four points, my used loan was twice extended before being recalled at the end of the January transfer window. I was then sent back out on loan to a side that reached the League Two playoffs at the end of the season. Carry on. Yeah. Three points. I was signed following the 5-1 defeat to Cambridge United. Dislodging... James. Oh, yeah.
0: Alex McDonald?
3: No. Nope. I'll, I'll finish the clue. Dislodging a much more experienced player. Oh. Carry on.
1: Mm, I think I'm... Mm,
0: yeah, go again. Sorry, you about senior debut, didn't you? Oh, yeah.
3: For so two points, I retired from professional football in October due to injury.
2: I feel like it's a fullback, but I'm making that up. Carry on. Yeah.
3: And for one point, my surname has a hyphen in it. Jack. Yeah.
1: Um, Tariq Holmes. Holmes
3: Dennis. Dennis.
2: Holmes Dennis yeah. Indeed, yeah. it is. Can I get a half point for identifying as a fullback? Only <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want.
0: <laughs> I um, it's hard. What I keep doing is focusing in on the the current clue and not building them in my head <laughs> yeah. to paint a, pain, it's a pain picture.
2: Yeah, I just can't uh, remember
3: that. Okay. Spot. This yeah. is a toughie. I think for five points, I made just three appearances, all starts during a loan spell with United. Carry on. Carry on. I joined from Rotherham United. Uh,
1: mm, uh, go again. Are, you a, are you having a stroke? <laughs> 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 I can
3: picture who it is, I think.
2: Well, if you can draw yeah. him and I can recognise <laughs> him,
3: then uh, I'll give you the point. Carry on. Yeah. My debut came in the 2 win at Stevenage in January 2015, where I helped the defence to a hard-fought clean sheet.
0: No chance. <laughs> no chance.
3: For two points, I am now at Notts County. John. <laughs> yes. Richard Brindley. Yes. Goodness me, this is a slaughter.
0: I could have predicted this one. Jack Jack has a, a history of well. How do we term it?
1: Pointless knowledge.
0: You're pointless. Pointless. That's really trivia. and trivial. It's not pointless, is it? Yeah, that's the point. It's not pointless anymore. No, it's too, all been building up. You know, I knew there was a
3: reason for remembering my <laughs> players all these years. Right, final one. I made one substitute appearance on loan with the United. I'll just carry on because I don't think that's. Can you get <laughs> this now, yeah, Jack.
0: I'll... Yeah, I might just uh, throw my microphone you know, out the window.
3: I've got to think. Go, it go, is. go! Oh, go for
0: no, it. go oh, on! it! I want it!
1: I think it was one of those random loan signings. It Rizzullo is now at Bambury. Correct. <laughs> no. <laughs> I told you, random loan signings are my element.
0: Wow! <laughs> How that, that actually makes me feel better. That you answered that about all the rest.
3: Yeah, we didn't have a chance, well, did we? Full house. Unbelievable. Here we go. Right. It's the mastermind round. It's what you've been waiting for. Oh. So you you have each got 10 questions on your specialist subject. And I'm about to find a stopwatch. You have 90 seconds to, to answer as many as you can. Oh, my God. And I, I did them in the order that they were sent to me. So, James, you are up first. Would you like to tell people what your uh, round is?
0: I think this is the only thing I'll get right. Uh, The the 15-16 season. Good, because that's
3: what what I've prepared for you. Okay, good. Okay, are you ready?
0: No. Okay,
3: we're starting anyway. Right, here we go. The season began with an uninspiring 1-1 draw at home to which team? Crawley. Correct. After beating Brentford 4-0 in the League Cup, which championship team knocked United out in the second round?
0: I was there. Sheffield Wednesday.
3: Yes. Uh, number three. Liam Serkum's first used goal came in the win at Brentford. How many goals did he score in all competitions that season? 18. 17. Oh. The route to the JPT final included a 2-0 victory over Swindon Town in which round?
0: Second round, we had a bye for the first.
3: Very good. Oxford United equalled their club record biggest away win in the Football League twice during the season. Name one of the opponents.
0: Stevenage?
3: Yes. Which player who started the season with United went on to claim a title winner's medal?
0: No. Pass. Pass.
3: Name one of the two players United signed from Rotherham in the January window.
0: Chris Maguire?
3: No. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which team did United leapfrog on the final day to finish second?
0: I don't know. Not North? No. I don't don't know who I was. You're out of time,
3: so you may as well take a guess. Rotherham. Uh, It was Accrington-Stanley.
0: I oh, forgot about though. them. I'll take that.
3: One, two,
0: three, four. The time five. pressure adds a different element to it. I like it.
3: Five points there. That's not bad at all. Uh, so next up is Jack. What's your specialist subject in this? Oh, I, I think
1: I said something like goalkeepers from 97 to now or
3: something loosely related. Well, the, the information that was fed back to me was uh, <laughs> goalkeepers in the last 20 years. So I've taken yeah. that to be since uh, 2000. That's fine. Okay. All right. Let's just restart the stopwatch. Here we go. Which overseas stopper was in goal for United's first game of the new millennium, a 2-1 home defeat to a Wigan Athletic?
2: He's human. Am uh, Lorenzo. Yes.
0: Not quite human. Yeah.
3: With 264 appearances, who has played in goal the most often for United since 2000?
1: Most often?
3: Uh, Ryan Clark. Correct. Ryan Clark's time at the club ended in 2015 with him sitting out the run in that season. Which former Pompey keeper, signed as a free agent, finished the season in goal? Jamie Ashdown. Uh, United's promotion winning season in 15-16 saw two goalkeepers start 23 games in League 2 each, but who had the most starts when cup games were taken into account? (laughs) Benji Bacal. Correct. Who was in goal for the final day defeat to Leighton Orient in 2006? Uh, Billy Turley. Correct. How old was Alan Judge when he was drafted in to play against Southend United in 2004? 44? Wow, correct
0: No way
3: Which goalkeeper Signed from Bournemouth On loan in 2013 But never played for the U's Was born in Baghdad See, pointless loan knowledge Shwan Jalal Correct <laughs> An injury crisis Saw Connor Ripley Brought in on an emergency loan In 2012 Playing one game Against which side? Oh, You're okay, out of time in. Um, I've started so I'll finish uh, <laughs> Bradford it was End, but you got a very impressive seven points uh, okay and that leaves us with John who I was told was, it's a, a Ramon Diaz
2: round is that correct? That is correct even though I can't really remember much of it but it, it was exciting <laughs> and we talk about it a lot on the pod so I thought I'd go back to that
3: Okay, well, hopefully you have an exciting next 90 seconds. Here we go. Who was United's previous permanent manager before Ramon Diaz took over? Graham Ricks. Correct. Who did United beat in his first game in charge? Cambridge. Correct. And who scored the opening goal of his reign? Tommy Mooney. Correct. Uh, His first away trip, a 1-1 draw at Grimsby Town, was interrupted by What?
2: A fish on the pitch. It was a
3: streaker. (laughs) One of his signings, Uruguayan Matteo Corbo, made 13 appearances that season. In how many games was he not booked?
2: Uh, Four. That is correct.
3: (laughs) (laughs) After being left out of the first three games of his reign, which goalkeeper started every other match under Diaz? Uh, Tardif. Correct. The penultimate game of the season was a 5-1 defeat at Rochdale, where which future England international striker was on the score sheet for the hosts?
2: Oh, That's a good question. Don't know. Pass. Okay.
3: A dispute over contracts meant Diaz did not get to complete the season. Who took charge of the side on the final day? Uh, Oldfield. Yep. Uh, Which club did Diaz go on to manage next after United?
2: Uh, San Lorenzo.
3: Correct, and we're out of time. Set, and it's a good seven there. Strong. Very nice. Well, I didn't. Really...
0: I thought I did well until you boys went. I was really, really proud of myself.
3: <laughs> right, penultimate round is one I've called overseas use. So, it's people with you know connections overseas. It's it's as simple as that. We start with Ramon Diaz. So you, we're back to writing them down again. If that's all right. Okay. Former United boss Ramondi has played and scored for Argentina at which World Cup? Okay. Number two. Which Caribbean country does former United forward Gino Van Kessel represent?
0: Oh... I don't think I'd ever heard of it until he joined. (laughs) Being honest, I think I remember. You probably hadn't heard
3: of it as a country. Number three, true or false, Dwight Tiendali played senior, actual senior international football for the Netherlands.
0: (laughs) Actual. Underline. (laughs) Not not on a computer game, Alex.
3: (laughs) Number four, against which team did Albanian frontman Agon Mometi Solitary used goal come against Jack's eyes have lit up there. He remembers that tap in. <laughs> I was I there
2: actually, know that one. I never know those kind of who scored against two questions.
0: <laughs> we talk about that all the time. That's why <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of
3: you're just sort of reassuring each other that it did happen. Yeah, <laughs> number five. Which striker who spent two seasons with United under Chris Wilder was born in Oklahoma City? That is the United States. Oh, I actually
0: know this. I think.
3: Okay. Number six. Alex Gorin's CV includes a spell playing for which Portuguese side who won the Primera Liga in 2000, 2001? That is before Alex got there. Number seven, for what reason did Shandon Baptiste announce in 2019 he no longer wanted to be considered for the Grenada team? Number eight, after spending a year at United without making an appearance, which Hong Kong-born player was bought by Wolves in 2019? (laughs) And the final question of this round. In which Euro- Eastern European country was Slavy Spasov born?
0: The, can I just ask quickly? Yes. Was there, were there nine questions in that? Yes, there were, yeah. Good, not ten. And then the um, Baptiste one was that what stopped him from playing for Granada?
3: The reason, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right, we're going to get to the answers now so Ramon Diaz played at which World Cup 86 oh yeah I'm an 86
0: I put 90
3: it was 82 oh uh, which Caribbean country does United forward uh, X for, <laughs> forward I don't, know where, <laughs> I don't want to alarm anyone um Van <laughs> Ketel Caracau Car- yeah, Car- yes. yeah,
1: Carac- yeah them.
0: Caracas
3: yeah, true. True or false? Dwight Tien Dali played for the Netherlands. True, true. It's so you know, so true. It. it it's. <laughs> boring, he did play two games for the Netherlands.
1: It's unbelievable.
3: And Agon Mometi's highlight came against Peterborough.
1: Peterborough. Yeah. What a. I what did. A I did worry today because uh, Wickham had an yeah. A Mometi score for them, so I had to look who it was. I don't think he's <laughs> related, but.
3: I saw that. I it's thought probably, he'd it's probably all make an affordable. So uh, which which striker was born in Oklahoma?
0: John Paul Pitman.
3: Nice. Yes. Very good. And Alex Gorin's Portuguese club? Boavista. Very good. <laughs>
0: Amazing. That's incredible.
3: Um the Shandon reason. Wanted to play for England. England. Yeah. 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 Correct. Uh, our Hong Kong-born friend.
0: Sundai. Yeah.
3: yeah, That's correct. And the final one was Slavy Spasov's birth country.
0: Bulgaria?
3: Bulgaria yes. Yes. I said Bosnia. <laughs> uh, how did you get on there? James.
0: Four, seven. Mm.
3: Jack? I've got eight. Six okay and the final round is missing elevens so I have picked three games and I'd just like you to reel off in in turn (coughs) people who played in that game you can have the uh, oppo as well Um, and so they have to have played but if you uh, if you get someone who came on as a sub, you have to guess again. Right. Okay. So, uh, we'll take it into, yeah, there's three games. So you'll each have start, start one of them. So the first one is the March the 7th, 2020, the three, two win at Shrewsbury town. Would you like to kick us off James?
0: Josh Ruffles.
3: Yeah. That's nailed on. Okay. Uh, Jack. Um, Nathan Holland. Yes, came off injured. John, Brannigan. Yes, back to James. Eastwood. Yeah. Jack. Um. More. He's there. Yes. John.
2: Henry. Yes.
3: Tense. Dicky. Correct. Jack. You can pick sweet Shrewsbury players, remember?
2: Oh we can pick Oh Shrewsbury. don't let him oh, pick Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury players.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um
3: Josh Vella.
0: Look at him flexing uh, his muscles. Okay, exactly. oh.
2: Correct. John. Um, Gorin? Yes. I was about to say, I thought it was an uh, obvious. James.
0: Marcus Brown.
3: Yes, scored, of course. Back to Jack. Did um, say players that started? Yes, so if they came on as a sub, you have to guess again.
1: Okay, I was going to say Adji, but they came on as a sub.
3: Is that your guess? Yeah. Yes, guess again. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I'm trying to think who scored for them. Sean, Wally, Whaley, however you say it. That's borderline.
0: Kick him out.
3: <laughs> it's not. He's not there. Uh... So you sit this one out, Jack. So it's up to the other two to cash in now. John, if you can. Um... Sam Long, yeah, James,
0: Matty Taylor,
3: he's there, right? I can tell you, we are out of Oxford United starters. I'm so, <laughs> <for that. laughs> so uh,
2: how's your Shrewsbury knowledge? <laughs> oh, Aaron, Actually, are we on John? I can I? Is it me? Yeah, Aaron Pier? Aaron,
3: he's there. Oh. James, how are you doing?
0: I know what their manager. I know one of their management team. Great, one Not guys. relevant. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea.
3: Are you I'm out? Afraid I'm okay. out. John, there's some free points up here for Grant.
2: You need it? I do need them probably, but um, I'm just so relieved to have won that one. Um, well, you've got the same points as James at the
3: moment, so oh, I technically, yeah. Uh...
2: So, we're just naming shrews with players, yeah, that's what it boils down to. Um, I can't know, can't think of any more. Okay, I'll just let Jack know more now.
3: wow he's he's frozen out, he's, he's, he's done. back he's though. Done, he's the next, the second game is actually another 3 2 win. This time, the Swansea City game in 2016. Um, Jack, would you like to kick us off? Um,
2: Jake Wright. He's there. John. Uh, Lundstrom.
3: Yes. Circum. Yes. Sorry, I couldn't see him there for a minute. Back to Jack.
1: Um Slocum.
2: Yep. John? Is Kimar Roof in there? <laughs> <laughs> it, it rings a bell.
3: Yes, he's there. James.
0: Jefferson Montero.
3: Oh he's gone. Oh one, gone yeah. early. Yes. What a goal that was. Uh Jack. Uh
1: Go miss. Buffer Tim B. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: that's right. He scored didn't he? he? Did the lion
3: thing, didn't
0: they? That was it. I'm glad that we punished him after he did that.
3: Uh John. Uh they, they seem to have left Oxford United for you. Yeah, but I I feel this is a bulldog. Uh yep.
0: Um this one I'm a bit hesitant on. Could be one or the other. Uh, actually, no. Joe Scarts. Yes. I'll go safe. <laughs>
3: There's no one safer than that. Jack. <laughs> um,
1: who played next
3: to right?
0: Exactly.
3: <laughs> oh, Johnny Mullins. Yes. Uh, John.
2: Uh, Hilton.
3: Came on as a sub, so you get uh,
2: to guess again. Um, I can't think. I can't think of anyone.
3: Right, okay. To James. We said
0: Chris Maguire,
3: yeah. We have now, oh, and he's
2: there. How could I forget the, the man?
3: It was his pass for Ruth's...
2: The third... Winner, wasn't
3: it? Yeah. Jack.
2: McDonald? Oh.
3: That's right. I needed that. (laughs) There's there's one starter for United left. Exactly.
0: I can't even think what position. (laughs) I only had McDonald in my pocket. Um... Quick. John Joe... No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting confused with other teams we played. Oh,
3: my God. Wayne Routledge. Routledge. No. Oh, crap. Jack, would you like to fill your boots?
1: I won't be harsh and say Shelby because he did play. Did he? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh.
1: Um, I think you going to say John did say Kenny Hil- anyway. <laughs> did we say yeah. Hilton came on a sub? We did.
3: Ryan Taylor. Yeah. Oh. There we go. And, I would uh, have never
0: remembered Taylor.
3: Would you like to have a Keep go at that. Swansea players? Uh. Jack Cork.
1: Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the keeper the keeper was Scandinavian I don't know if I can't remember Christopher Scandinavian man
3: oh, Nortfeldt was the uh, yes. was the goalkeeper anyway very good John Joe Shelby will um,
0: it's going to be in, in your nightmares, nightmares. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right we'll end with the trickiest one Oxford United's first game back in the Football League August the 7th 2010 the goalless draw at Burton. John, would you like to kick us off?
2: James Constable.
3: He's there. James. Tom Craddock. <laughs> That's very bold. No. It's too early. <laughs> Just too early. It's so bold that answer that Jack's screen has gone black. <laughs> oh, dear.
0: I can still hear him.
3: Oh, you can oh, hear okay.
0: it. oh for God's sake.
3: <laughs> Jack, how, would you like to improve on that? Uh, Ryan Clark? <laughs> yes. using your specialist knowledge there <laughs> from your mastermind round. John? Jake right? Yes. Back to Jack.
2: That's called a low risk guess, James. Yeah, I really, <laughs> really <laughs> like uh, Simon Heslot? Yes.
0: For God's sake, John.
3: Alfie Potter.
2: No, you might have left. No,
3: he left. I don't know where he was, but he wasn't at Burton that day. Injured, maybe. Well, that's disappointing. Tom. Tom (laughs) Craddock. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Craddock must have started the next season with us.
2: Fantastic,
3: uh, more, Jack. Acer Hall. Yes, it's just you, Jack. So oh. you have as many uh, as you uh, want. Crichton. No unused oh. sub. Oh, that's unlucky. No bat Tonkin, Whirly Bullman, Midson, and Green. We the uh, um, uh, you know even Jack Mids- probably yeah. isn't aware of. Burton's lineup. Oh, that was absolutely daft.
0: When did we sign Tom Credit then? The following summer from Luton. F-
3: following August, wasn't it? I think. I thought he came from Portsmouth. Yeah. Anyway. No, he went to Portsmouth oh, from Oxford, I think.
1: Did John McGrath play for Burton out of interest? Oh
3: hang
1: on. For everyone's interest? Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because I went to watch Mickelover today, he's manager of Mickleover, and we were talking about when he played against Oxford.
2: Well, there you go.
3: There was a point there. You didn't need it, so fortunately, it's all fine. And that gentleman concludes the quiz. I'm not even going to bother adding it up because I think <laughs> Jack's. Who am I? Round um, d- devastated the field.
0: That does not surprise me or John. I can tell you that.
3: There you go. Consider yourself quizzed.
0: Excellent. Thanks you for that, Dave. It, Dave. That was just, I really enjoyed. Super... That. No problem. I think I I can claim the second place, be it that John wasn't there for two of the rounds. So I'm delighted with that. Yeah, I
2: got cocky and just you know went to get a beer and let these these two get ahead. And then my internet connection failed and uh, the rest is history. So well done, Jack.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're not playing now until Boxing Day, assuming that goes ahead. Wimbledon at home. But yeah, as we said, we've got some decent fixtures coming up. A couple of call-outs. First thing, the women's team are still flying high in their league. I sent my two nieces along um, to the game. I think they were playing, who was it? Kent, Kentish Town or something like that. Kensham. I don't know where that is, but either way, we won. Um, And they're just behind Watford at the top. So people, please keep following the women's team. They're doing tremendously well. They're the on-form team in the division. So there you go, second in the league. Um, Other call out as well um grundy oxford on twitter give him a follow he's he's running a marathon every time oxford win a game and it's all for, for sobel house um so please got his um virgin money fundraising page on his account so please give him a follow and and, and check that out and every time we win please you can feel sorry for the guy but it's, it's what a great effort that is unbelievable stuff um yeah cheers again dave that was that was awesome
3: no problem i enjoyed that
0: excellent and jack john hope you guys have a tremendous christmas along with you dave and we'll probably be back i imagine in the new year um but for everyone listening again thanks for all your support and feedback and getting involved with the pod on twitter and we'll we'll catch you in the new year cheers